desperate attempt to fill 24 hours of programming. Here's some bullshit that happened somewhere today. We've got some footage here of the bullshit, which began just after 3 o'clock this afternoon, when residents in this neighborhood were shocked to see this fairly common thing happening. An attractive witness described the event in breathless terms. I went to my window, and I was like, whoa, there's some bullshit happening. That happened right over there. I'm an older man, so you can trust what I say. Authorities in special uniforms rushed to the scene to stand around while our cameras filmed them. Our reporter Keith Collins joins us now live from the scene of the bullshit through the use of expensive technology. Good to be with you again, Keith. We have a, a colorful graphic here that shows instances of bullshit like this are on the rise. Is that right? Yes, although why is unclear. Some say it's because of one fucking reason. Others say it's because of some other fucking reason. I talked to this random expert on the subject who told me this thing you're about to hear him say... Right after he points at a piece of paper. Ah, uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Facts versus Rhetoric. Hope everyone had a great new year. Welcome to 2023. We do have a guest lined up for next week to discuss the Connecting the Dots series. And again, if you would like to discuss anything related to that 10-part series, please reach out. The email is in the description, and it could be opposition or just to talk out a part. The whole point of this podcast is to elicit some critical thinking and to foster some conversations about serious topics that we are not discussing properly, in my humble opinion. We need to resist the comfort of our cognitive dissidence, right? Our brain will do miraculous things to protect us from bad feelings. Acknowledging, let alone accepting, some sobering truths of the world today is a very, very tall task. We get the shit kicked out of us all day long with work and our kids and the bills and the money and the, the family drama. And I, I understand the last thing we all need and want to do is to have the five minutes we have to ourselves to catch our breath is to ingest more bad news or face some more harsh realities. And I realize I'm not a good hang anymore. I have, I've lost the ability to go along, to get along. First, because it hasn't gotten me anywhere, except just being able to tolerate awkward situations. And secondly, it's not what is needed in a time like this. What is needed is for the adults to act like adults, the parents to act like parents, and for many of us to remove our perceived feelings and emotions from the discussion. I think an important thing to remember is a fact is information minus emotion. An opinion is information plus experience. Ignorance is an opinion lacking information. And stupidity is an opinion that ignores a fact. Many of us have gotten into some bad habits over the last three years. And I believe that in the absence of religion and community, politics becomes religion. And what I mean by that is your politics becomes your strongly held beliefs that you hold without any evidence, without any questioning, without any criticism. It's just ride or die with your team. The biggest issue I have with that is that your individuality is robbed from you. Everything that is awesome, amazing, and unique about you is erased. It's like wearing a uniform. 
you as an individual dress however you want. But for some reason, when you join a team, that becomes your new identity and you trade in all of your clothes that make you, you for this uniform. And in the front pocket of this uniform, there's like little index cards with your new talking points. This is your new script. This is what replaces your free speech, your skepticism, your critical thought. And then the world mourns the loss of another individual. It's tragic. If sheep could vote, they would elect the person who feeds them, even if it's the same person who will slaughter them later. I just read a great article on the Kanyo news substack that I wanted to share. And part of the cognitive dissonance problem many are suffering from is that we know certain things, right? We believe certain things are true because they line up with object reality. But when those inconvenient truths that are established challenge a current narrative in our own brains, we just conveniently forget what we knew to be true even if it completely contradicts our new belief. And the example of this that I wanted to share with everyone today is back in November of 2021, Pfizer's CEO, Albert Borla, claimed during an interview that a small group of, quote, medical professionals who are intentionally circulating, quote, misinformation critical of Pfizer's vaccine narrative are, quote, criminals. So what I wanted to go over today is we, the people, suffer from cognitive dissonance, and those in power, like Albert Borla, have projection radiating out of every orifice of their bodies. And projection is when you accuse others of having a trait or traits that you don't like about yourself. So you just, you just project that shit on others. Racist people will accuse others of being racist, right? Criminals accuse others of being criminals. Liars accuse others of lying, right? You get it. That's projection. So when the CEO of the most criminal corporation on the fucking planet labels people who are skeptical of his liability-free experimental drug rush to market as criminals, I mean, Jesus H, really? And those of us who are critical of these experimental therapeutics don't have anything to gain from it. We don't make any money from it. We're not praised for it. In fact, it's quite the opposite. We're ridiculed, we're made fun of, we're disrespected. We very often lose friends and our relationships with family members are severed. I bet every one of you know somebody like that. We're dismissed, we're belittled. Some even call for us to be criminalized, like Mr. Borla. But we keep speaking out, knowing what it may cost us. So maybe it's time to start asking why we're willing to risk all of this when we have nothing to gain. Instead of calling us crazy and swallowing every spoonful of information fed to you by the people who make billions of dollars off you and your children being sick. So the CEO of Criminal Inc. thinks I'm a criminal for being skeptical about a shit product that doesn't work and that is maiming and killing people all over the world. The criminal Albert has the gall to call the non-criminal Nick a criminal. Shit, is Nick a criminal? Well, we better look at the rap sheets. All right. Nicholas, in 1993, at approximately 10 p.m., you were placed in protective custody by the Walpole Police Department at the age of 15 for allegedly drinking Bud Light in the middle school parking lot. 
No charges, no fines were levied and you were released under your own recognizance to a very disappointed and pissed off father. And, oh, that's it. 44 years of criminal history, that's it. Whoa, fucking criminal, right? And then let's just take a quick look at Pfizer's rap sheet in comparison. In 1992, Pfizer agreed to pay between $165 million and $215 million to settle lawsuits arising from one of their heart valves breaking up, which resulted in nearly 300 deaths. And by 2012, that resulted in 663 deaths. In 1994, Pfizer agreed to pay $10.75 million to settle Justice Department claims that the company lied to get federal approval for a mechanical heart valve that was fractured, killing hundreds of patients worldwide. They also agreed to pay another $9.25 million in the coming months to monitor the patients who received the device at VA hospitals. So that's our veterans. So they lied to get federal approval, gave a shitty mechanical heart valve to our veterans, and consumer right activists urged government officials to bring criminal charges and lobby for steeper civil penalties for the multi-billion dollar company that covered up the safety concerns even when the device was killing patients. However, the government declined because, quote, they fund our campaigns. In 2002, Pfizer agreed to pay $49 million to settle allegations that the drug company defrauded the federal government and 40 states by charging too much for his cholesterol treatment Lipitor, and Lipitor had sales of $6.45 billion in 2001 alone. In 2004, Pfizer agreed to plead guilty to two felonies and pay $430 million in penalties to settle charges that it fraudulently promoted the drug Neutronin for unapproved uses. Oh yeah, Pfizer agreed that it aggressively marketed the epilepsy drug illicitly for unrelated conditions including bipolar disorder, pain, migraine, headaches, and drug and alcohol withdrawal. Pfizer's tactics included planting company operatives in the audience at medical education events and bribing doctors with luxury trips. In 2008, the New York Times published an article entitled, quote, Experts Conclude Pfizer Manipulated Study, end quote. Pfizer delayed the publication of negative studies, spun negative data to place it in more positive light and control the flow of clinical research to promote its epilepsy drug, Neutronin. Pfizer discontinued its marketing program for Neutronin in 2004 after the drug became available as a generic. The same year, the company paid $430 million to settle federal, criminal, and civil claim that one of its subsidiaries had promoted the drug for unapproved uses. That brings us to 2009. Pfizer was fined $2.3 billion with a B dollars, the largest healthcare fraud settlement and the largest criminal fine ever imposed in the United States. Pfizer pled guilty to misbranding the painkiller Bextra with the, quote, intent to defraud or mislead, promoting the drug to treat acute pain at dosages the FDA had previously deemed dangerously high. The government alleged that Pfizer had paid kickbacks to compliant doctors and also promoted three other drugs illegally. Sticking in 2009, Pfizer paid another, I don't know, $750 million to settle 35,000 claims that its drug Resulin was responsible for 63 deaths and a dozen liver failures. Resulin's withdrawal from the U.S. market on March 21, 2000 followed negotiations between the drugs manufacturer and the FDA. And the FDA officials stood behind the stupid drug even after Britain pulled it from the shelves in 1997 because it was killing fucking people. So they pulled the drug that killed 63 people. 
off the shelf. The Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, co-managed by the FDA and the CDC, has well over 10,000 deaths as a result of the COVID drug. Moving on. In 2010, Pfizer was ordered to pay $142.1 million in damages for violating federal anti-racketeering laws by its fraudulent sale and marketing of Neutroatrin for uses not approved by the FDA. In 2010, the New York Times published an article entitled, Pfizer Gives Details on Payments to Doctors. That's when Pfizer admitted that it paid out $20 million to 4,500 doctors and other medical professionals for consulting and speaking on its behalf in the last six months of 2009. So when those doctors go on the news and tell you that this product is safe and effective, hmm, do you think they're doing that because they believe in the product or because Pfizer admitted paying $20 million to 4,500 doctors and other medical professionals for speaking on behalf of its products? Pfizer also paid $15.3 million to 250 academic medical research centers and other research groups for clinical trials in the same period. In 2010, Blue Cross Blue Shield filed a lawsuit against Pfizer accusing the pharmaceutical giant of illegally bribing 5,000 doctors with lavish Caribbean vacations, golf games, massages, woo, other recreational activities to convince doctors to use Bextra for off-label use. In 2009, they paid another 75 million. Oh, Jesus Christ, 2010, they would do some shit in Nigeria. Check the links out for that. It's the same story. 2012, the Security and Exchange Commission charged Pfizer with violating the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act when its subsidiaries bribed doctors and other healthcare professionals employed by foreign governments in Bulgaria, China, Croatia, Czech Republic, Italy, Kazakhstan, Russia, and Serbia to win business. According to the Securities and Exchange Commission, employees of Pfizer's subsidiary authored and made cash payments and provided other incentives to bribe government doctors to utilize Pfizer products. I wonder how they won the government contract. 2012 paid out another $1.2 billion to settle claims that nearly 10,000 women ended up getting breast cancer from some hormone replacement therapy drug. I mean, the list, the list goes on and on. I think I've... I th I think the point has been made, right? The above is only a partial list of the fraud and corruption and of criminality of Pfizer. And there are tons of other examples, how they behaved unethically, how they tested pharmaceutical products in the world's poorest fucking nations and participating in other criminal actions. So check the links out and just look at all of Pfizer's good work and criminal rap sheet. So back to Pfizer's president. So if you dare exercise skepticism towards a criminal enterprise, then you are the one who is a criminal. Okay, I got it. So you have the projection coming from the criminals acting like children. I'm not a criminal, you're a criminal. You have the masses drowning in cognitive dissidence. Right? This is a recipe for disaster. And this is why we're talking about it today because we need to be able to identify this when it happens and avoid it. Pfizer, who was admitted and pled guilty to bribing doctors to prescribe their drugs to patients. Pfizer, who paid out $20 million to 4,500 doctors and other medical professionals for consulting and speaking on its behalf in the last six months of 2009. Pfizer, who illegally bribed 5,000 doctors with lavish Caribbean vacations, golf games, massages, other recreational activities to convince them to use a medication off-label. Pfizer's subsidiaries authorized to make cash payments 
and provided other incentives to bribe government doctors to utilize Pfizer products. Knowing all that, you give them the benefit of the doubt and I'm the asshole because I made you think by pointing out some obvious facts. And those of us who are critical of these experimental therapeutics do not have anything to gain from it. A fact is information minus emotion. Pfizer is a criminal corporation. Fact. An opinion is information plus experience. Pfizer has no incentive to make a safe and effective product because they pay no price financially or otherwise for doing so. Ignorance is an opinion lacking information. My doctor is looking out for my health and safety. And stupidity is an opinion that ignores the facts. These shots are safe and effective. I tried to follow the science, but it was simply not there. Then I followed the money, and whoops, that's where I found the science. I'd like to thank everyone very much for joining us today. We will be back next week with a great conversation with a very smart individual who has agreed to enter into a conversation with me in good faith, and we will both try and learn something from one another. I wanted to leave you with the American Creed, which pretty much describes me and my life goals to a T. I do not choose to be a common man. It is my right to be uncommon. I seek opportunity to develop whatever talents God gave me, not security. I do not wish to be a kept citizen, humbled and dulled by having the state look after me. I want to take calculated risks to dream, to build, to fail, and to succeed. I refuse to barter incentive for dole. I prefer the challenges of life to a guaranteed existence, the thrill of fulfillment to the stale calm of utopia. I will not trade my freedom for beneficence, nor my dignity for a handout. I will never cower before any earthly master nor bend to every threat. It is in my heritage to stand erect, proud and unafraid, to think and act myself, enjoy the benefit of my creations, and to face the world boldly. This, with God's help, I have done. All this is what it means to be an American. Government of the people, for the people, by the people. speech. The First Amendment protects material, presumptively. We don't talk about uh, harassing and sexually brutalizing women like in my music, man. We don't do that in my music, man. I'm tired of you saying that. We've got white collar people trying to grab our side, saying we're too nasty and we're too live. Corrupted politicians playing games, bringing us down to boost their fame. They must be joking, thinking we were poor, but their life flies moving the wall. We stand tall from beginning to end with help from fans and all our friends. Freedom of speech will never die. For us to have, our ancestors died. Don't keep thinking that we will quit. We'll always stand and never sit. We're too live, too black, too strong. Doing the right thing and not the wrong. So listen up, y'all, to what we say. We won't be banned in the USA.